0: Welcome to Engage, a series for women in agribusiness. This update is made possible by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Dow AgroSciences, Thunder Seed, Black Gold Farms, North Dakota Soybean Council, Peterson Farms Seed, and the North Dakota Grain Growers Association. Now, here's our host. Kara Hart. With me today on Engage, we're visiting with Senior Market Advisor at Stuart Peterson, Naomi Bloom. Uh, Naomi, thanks for joining us today. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your career, maybe how you got to uh, where you are with Stuart Peterson. Can you give us kind of a quick uh, synopsis of um, where you started in agriculture, maybe what interests you in um, being a part of the industry, and tell us how you got to where you are today.
1: Growing up, um, I grew up in a small town called Cambridge, Wisconsin, just outside madison and back then it was definitely more of a farming rural community and my uncles and cousins had a grain elevator down the road growing up so i got to see production agriculture i got to see farmers come in and use an elevator i got to see the elevator you know take the crop then and truck it to unknown destinations for departure to far off places so that was always interesting to me growing up but then what my dad and grandpa did, we had a dry dog food business in our backyard, and so we would buy corn and soybeans to put into this dog food then that we would take and market and sell throughout the Madison area. So growing up, I always had ties to agriculture, and I did 4-H and FFA you know, throughout elementary school and high school and loved the leadership that those two programs provide. And my summers were spent working in tobacco fields for a neighboring farm family because that's one of the cash crops that we would do in our little part of Wisconsin. Is that we would actually grow tobacco to use for chew. So that was what I did from age 14 to 21 in my summers and learning a lot, you know, just about how farm families worked from being in that environment, um, the importance of you know how to raise a crop, and it just instilled my love of agriculture so when I got to college at the University of Wisconsin Platteville um, I went in thinking I wanted to do agricultural law so I was majoring in political science and my minor was agriculture business and um, I just enjoyed all the variety of classes of agriculture I had really loved the policy part um, of agriculture and of course just the political science classes that you have in general Um, but it was in 1995 and 96 that's the first time that the price of corn went from $2 to $5 and i was home from college on a break and uh, my my dad and my mom were having a pretty strong argument at the dinner table about how my dad as an end user who was used to paying for $2 corn now had to pay for $5 corn he wasn't ready for that and it was you know it took a, a hit on our family's business and you know, my dad's wondering, do I pass the cost on to the consumer? Do you know we eat it because maybe I should have known better and I should have bought the corn earlier. So that heated family discussion uh was very impactful. And I got back to college after being home that weekend and asked my agricultural classmates, you know, are your parents fighting? And yeah, their their parents were fighting, but it was the opposite end of the spectrum because their parents were growers. And they said, oh, yeah, my mom just told my dad that he's so dumb because he's sold all this corn at $2 and now it's at $5. So just that whole environment about how price volatility can affect farm families from so many different aspects and angles is what I got interested into commodity trading. And I said, I think I want to focus on that instead because it's really intriguing because you do get to keep an eye on agricultural policy. And you get to keep an eye on everything that's happening around the world. And every day and every week and every month and every year is different. So it's always very interesting to me. And I love going into farms and farm families and, and trying to educate and teach about the volatility and how it's never going to go away. And there's going to be tough times and there's going to be good times. And you've got to take advantage when the opportunities are good to get you through the times that are tough. So after I graduated, I worked for a company in Platteville. For three years, a brokerage firm there, and uh, my husband, my boyfriend at the time, uh, we—he had just proposed—and short story long, we moved to the other side of the state. So I switched companies, and then have been with Stuart Peterson now for 13 years, and love where I'm at, the people I'm with, and and how we view risk management for farm families and for commodities. So starting with Stuart Peterson, um, I started as um, just growing my own business under one of the other senior market advisors in the company. And then after about five years, it was time to spread my wings. And now I am my own market advisor, um, essentially working for myself, but under the umbrella of Stuart Peterson and with a company of amazing people. So that is my story.
0: Have you had to overcome any challenges to get where you are today? You seem very respected in the ag industry. Have you worked hard to get that respect as well?
1: That's an awesome question, and I have gone back and forth about it for um, years. There's times where when I started out going into certain parts of the country, farmers didn't want to talk to me because I was a woman. And I thought, well, that's your fault. I've got a lot of good things to say, so someday you'll (laughs) change your ways. But until then, it is what it is. Within our office, that's not an issue men and women are equally respected Um, within other parts of the business I've heard some women with horror stories I've heard some women have no issues at all Um, I don't know that that's anything new to our specific corner of agribusiness Um, but I know it's something that the women who have gone before me and who are my role models have had to jump through and I appreciate all of their efforts because they definitely went through the ringer and have opened doors that have allowed me to come through. And I hope that if there are still any stereotypes or lingering ideas out there that I'm blazing a trail so other women can join and and become brokers if that's what they wanted to do or just become whatever they want to do as women because we shouldn't have any boundaries just because of our gender. But I haven't at all recently gone through any one of that. And I think part of that, too, is that I don't make a big deal out of being a woman from the standpoint I don't, like, say, hey, I'm a girl or play the girl card or things like that. I just go in there and I'm part of the situation, male or female. I make conversation and I make it so that way there doesn't seem to be a gender issue when I'm talking to whomever I'm talking to.
0: For those um, maybe who are considering a career in what you do, um, maybe in markets or advising farmers, um, ranchers, do you have any tips for them um, in how to uh, best um, overcome challenges like that? Mm -hmm, Absolutely.
1: Just um, keep your nose to the grindstone, work hard, know your facts, study your facts, um, and, and just go in every day with the attitude of I can. Because if you ever listen to a hater and think I can't, it eats you alive. And so every day, every phone call, every conversation you have, bring positiveness to yourself and it reflects out on others and then it's contagious. So it starts within, it would be my biggest recommendation and and just one step at a time, one day at a time, hold your head high, know your goals, and you'll get there.
0: And earlier you had um, kind of hinted at um, how, uh, at least in marketing, how the industry has evolved in agriculture. You know, um, we are seeing more women coming into those roles. Can you talk a little bit about how the ag industry is evolving maybe on the farm? You have some programs you work with um, women, like in marketing, for example. What do you see there? I think the biggest difference
1: is that – More women, uh, so I'm 39 years old right now, and so I think when I was in college, there were a lot more women going to college to study different things in agriculture, and they either went and worked in agribusiness in various fields, or after they got married or married into a farm family or went back to their own family farms that they came from, uh, they took what they learned in school and they use that as their niche on the farm. So whether they're an agronomist, whether they love to run the machinery, whether they like to work with animals, whether they're the ones crunching the numbers, they bring back a business mindset to no matter what facet of agriculture they're doing on their farm, and and they're respected, and they're part of the team. They're not just raising babies and making lunch for the guys. They are part of the farm business, and that is – absolutely something that has evolved even in the past 20 years since I've been out of school. That is different and I think you're going to see more of that and I think you have um, girls who are growing up now who have dads who are my age and the dads are like, yeah, I'd love for you to come back to the farm and what do you want to do on the farm? And they're already coming into the back to the farm with the mindset of I have a specific job and they feel part of a family business. So I think just in the past 20 years, you've seen that change. And I think going forward, it's going to continue. And it's only going to result in good things for family farms.
0: Talk to us a little bit about your, uh, I see where you have a program women to women educating um, those farm women about marketing on the farm. How, how's that coming along? And uh, what do you see when you meet with women? I think you had you visited with folks in North Dakota not long ago.
1: Yeah, it was. it's a wonderful program that a few of the girls at my office and I put together uh, about 10 years ago, where we just noticed that there were a lot of moms, sisters, wives, daughters, who, you know, were very curious about how the crop is marketed or how the milk was marketed or cattle was marketed, and they wanted to know more. But sometimes when you go to those meetings back then, you walk into a room full of guys, and you're hesitant to ask questions. So we started it off as just a nurturing safe spot for women to come to have those questions answered. And boy, did it explode like wildfire. And now that we run it where it's, um, you can have a three hour session or a six hour kind of a day long thing where we talk about everything about what fundamentals do you have to watch to know if prices could go higher or lower? Uh, what is done in the cash market. How can you take advantage of um, hedge to arrive contracts or forward contracts? What's the futures? What are calls? What are puts? And put it together in a tangible form. So it allows the women who come to say, oh, this makes sense. I can understand why people need to know this or why people would use futures or options. And then they can go back to their farms. And if their husband maybe does the marketing. They have a better attitude or aspect on how to support them. Or they might come back to the farm and say, you know, this is something I'm interested in, and I can take this on. So it's, it's just very empowering, and women in general do a better job of marketing than men because we have a, more of an ability to keep things black and white and not be so emotionally tied to the crop. So the women who come out of those meetings – have a feeling of empowerment, and they have an ability then to be encouragement to their farm families. and it's it's an awesome program that we run. I'm really proud of it.
0: Is there anything else you want to share with um, those out there who may be interested in a career um, in in marketing or um, you know who may have interest um, in even just getting involved in the ag industry?
1: Yes, absolutely. I say um, first and foremost, like if you're a high school student um, or a college student listening, I would say um, pick some of the you know career interests that you have and make sure you start job shadowing. And most companies have no problems with you coming in for a couple hours of a day to do a job shadow. Um, or definitely try those internships because. You might find out, oh, this is not for me at all, or you might find out, yes, this is it. So don't be afraid to get out there and take the first step to introduce yourself to people. Um, even it can be through LinkedIn or it can be through um, Twitter or different forms of social media. Get out there and take the first step. Let people know you're interested in, in it. And oftentimes, um, especially you know, if you're a woman out there Wanting to get in agriculture, if you seek out help from another woman, there's this innate thing in us that we want to help other women out. So if we aren't the one who can maybe do it, we'll get you in the right contact person with someone who can.
0: And then is there anything else that you want us to know that I haven't asked you?
1: Agricultural careers are going to be a hot commodity and in hot demand going forward. Um, it can be agriculture and computers. It can be agriculture and animals. It can be agriculture and seed. It can be agriculture and just trying to relate to the consumer various needs of agriculture in general. The important career and, and a career field that is going to maintain growth. And, and you can find whatever you want to do within agriculture. Find it. Don't give up and go for it.
0: This special series is produced by the Red River Farm Network. Thanks to these supporters the North Dakota Grain Growers Association, Thunder Seed, Black Gold Farms, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Dow Agri North Dakota Soybean Council, and Peterson Farms Seed.